No bonus points for guessing what we're going to be talking about on today's Splash. Cricket, Steve Smith, Cam Bancroft, cheating, South Africa. So let's get into it. It's Monday the 26th of March. It's time for your daily dose of Sporting Agenda. Your audio edition of the Fox Sports homepage. The Splash with your host, Phil Pryor. Thank you very much for tuning in. Off the back of uh, not just a big day in sporting news, but a big couple of days in sporting news, particularly for Aussie cricketing fans and fans of cricket all around the world. And also for Manly Warringah Seagulls fans, of course, in the NRL as well. And if you're both of those things, it's been an even bigger day. And Joe Barton, a cricket journalist for Fox Sports Australia, is in that category. How are you feeling, Joe? It's been a bit of an interesting couple of days. I just described it as sporting napalm on all of my cricket love, all of my sporting loves as a uh, as a manly tragic and, and a fan of Australian cricket. It's been yeah. Yesterday was was fairly confronting with uh, some of the images and ac- images and accusations that we uh, that we got from from Cape Town, and then of course today my, my beloved Seagulls get uh, get torched by the NRL. But uh, that's how it, that's how it goes. You, mm. As as both uh, both parties will find out. Don't do the don't do the crime if you don't want to do the time. So yeah, uh, no headline segment on today's splash. Just straight, <laughs> straight into, into it. it. That's it. Uh, Joe, a quick reminder first that our Unibet's expert edge gives you the rugby league and AFL stats and insights you need to back more winners this season. Not to mention offering up a stack of Unibet specials each and every round. So jump on the Unibet website or download the Unibet app to check it out. Uh, Joe, Sunday morning. Uh, let's start there. You, uh, well, we're all sort of, we either got up very early to watch the Socceroos mm-hmm. uh, get done in Norway. That was on Saturday, wasn't it? The Socceroos? Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm getting my days confused. I, Sun- was, in, I was in the office both days, but I, I remember yeah, the uh, yeah. the uh, the Socceroos were on on a much quieter morning for me. <laughs> That's true. Sunday morning. Uh, what time do you wake up? Uh, and when did you, when did you find out? And I asked this question for the listeners out there. Joe's in charge of our uh, cricketing content on the Fox Sports website, so uh, uh, fair to say he has a fair bit of um, interest and uh, has a fair bit invested in what happens. Yeah. So look, we've got we've got two people who kind of run the show. It's myself and, and Jacob Kariep, who um, who who does some fantastic work for for the site, and he. Was doing the live coverage. We tend to split the uh, yeah the not the late night duty. So I've been I've I do the rosters. So I've given myself the third and fourth, uh, <laughs> the first and third. Sorry, the second and fourth test. Jacob got the first and third, and uh, that means that Jacob was in the office when everything went down on uh, late late on Saturday night when um, you were catching some Z's at this point. I just so I start at seven normally, and I just managed to uh, to not off to sleep when. All hell broke loose, and, but mm. I, I was planning on um, doing uh, coming a little bit early as it was. Um, I was already planning on coming a bit early on Sunday morning, so I set my alarm for around five a.m. or something along those lines, and then I managed to wake up at four thirty and uh, check my email. And good, good God, what's going yeah. on? So yeah. Um, yeah, basically, once once that happened, I kind of jumped up and uh, joined Jacob in the office as quickly as possible, and 
lo and behold, he was still here at So seven. Jacob did an all-nighter. He pulled an all-nighter. He should be finishing around four usually, but he was uh, he was gone gone by 7 a.m. this time, and I wow. joined him, I joined him kind of uh, a little. So we had a we had a solid crossover. We haven't seen much of each other on these different time zones over the past <laughs> few weeks, but we did get to see each other, which was which was nice. And uh, what wasn't nice was the reasons for it and why we had to why we had to be there and cover this uh, fairly disappointing uh, into, you know scenario. So what was your initial reaction uh, as this all sort of happened? More more or less as a as a cricketing fan. Well, I mean, at four thirty in the morning when I, when I was reading it, it was utter disbelief, and I couldn't generally couldn't compute it. I'm, yeah, I, I had an email from from Jacob saying, yeah, "Pretty big story. Um, it's about uh, ball tampering." And I'm like, oh, you, you do hear that? I mean, even in the past six months, we've had multiple ball tampering allegations made there was mm. um a couple made during the ashes um jimmy anderson was at the center of those they came to nothing very quickly yeah um david warner in the last test uh had some accusations thrown at him and they kind of fizzled out pretty quickly so when when i read you know ball tampering um possibly caught on a camera my initial reaction was possibly not as big as yeah. uh, well certainly yeah. not as big as it has proven to be the difference in this case obviously just being that it was more planned and, and actually conspired by uh, and undeniably there's, uh, there's a lot of people there's certainly no question that um about the the seriousness no, of the no, story no, of it was it was yeah. it was my yeah. my initial read at uh yeah 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 at, with through bleary bleary eyes at uh 4 30 in the morning it was that was where i was like oh well this sounds like it could be uh <laughs> could be a pretty decent story um and then yeah it, Dawned on me very quickly, especially when uh, I'd seen Steve Smith's admission. And once that comes out, it was like kind of a mind mind blown type scenario. Yeah. Where wow, this is this is huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As the fallout continues, um, we're starting to reach that point now where it's like, okay, so what are the punishments going to be? You know, people straight away are calling for Steve Smith to get sacked as the Australian skipper. Uh, I was actually driving down to Canberra yesterday mm. as the news was sort of unfolding in the morning, uh, listening to some coverage on the radio, uh, and my uh, initial reaction, my as it started to sink in, I was thinking to myself, based on what other people have been, uh, uh, on how severely different cricketers have been penalised for different, uh, you know, uh, crimes, crimes, um, I, I was I thought pretty harshly in my mind that I think Smith and Warner at the very least probably need to be suspended for a year or two from cricket. Uh, cricket Australia needs to come down really harshly because this has embarrassed the entire nation. Mm. Essentially, um, what what are your what are your thoughts there? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not uh, on my own in saying that Steve Smith will lose the captaincy. I think that's, co- that's, I, that's, that's that's a given. Yeah, we've, of we've moved long beyond that. Yeah, um, yeah. and there will be. And so he's, he's ICC's put him out for one match, which is the maximum that they can. Um, Just so, as a, as a, an initial reaction. Yeah, well, that's that's the so um, the the laws uh, dictate that ball ball tampering. It's all under the same thing, whether it's a lolly, whether whether it's a right, whether it's a um, <laughs> a screwdriver. It doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that that basic uh, penalty is one match, which is what Steve Smith will be serving. Uh, for the fourth test, um, but Cricket Australia obviously then has the right, and I believe they will uh, come down far with far greater uh, severity um, when they 
conclude an investigation which is ongoing in uh, South Africa at the moment. Mm. And I believe, I mean, there's there's whispers going around about exactly what that could entail. It could be up to a lifetime ban. I think that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but the Cricket Australia does have the uh, does have it within their rules and regulations that they can enforce lifetime bans for this particular breach uh, of the yeah. code of conduct. I am hearing whispers that 12 months is more likely um, the, the the kind of term of, of a ban that could face okay. Warner and Smith. Um, yeah. And yeah. I mean, if that, was the ca- if that was to be the case, that would be an enormous blow uh, to both of their careers. Um, and I mean, as it is, it's a, it's, it's an incredible stain to have on, on the, on the, you know, memories of Steve Smith and, and David Warner, two very fine batsmen. Mm. I mean, uh, look at Shane Warne, he got, it was it a year for his, uh, for, for, uh, being found with the diuretics. diuretics. Yeah. Um, was it one year or two years he got? It feels like it was two years. It, but it might've been, I, I think it might've been. No, it might, no, it couldn't have been cause it was, that was the 2003 world cup and, he uh, ripped it up in the 2005 Ashes, and I think that was off zero preparation. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, but it was a hefty ban. A hefty ban for that. This situation, from Cricket Australia's perspective, uh, is a whole lot more severe just because of the way that it paints Australian cricket right now, the damage and the reputation that it's done. Uh, and therefore, I, that's, I, I think that's got to be a minimum punishment here. Yeah, and I, I think in in the one case it was uh, different because Steve Smith came up and admitted that this yeah. was all planned, which was yeah. Yeah. at least one had the somewhat laughable uh, reasoning behind, you know, and and the illusion. <laughs> My mum gave it to. That's me. correct. Everybody everybody knows the the famous quote. You know, it was it was because he was vain and he wanted to uh, drop a few kilos. But yeah, um, so he he's at least has said. It wasn't, you know, this wasn't my fault. Whereas, Warren, whereas Smith has come out and said, this was a pre-planned thing that we we, we concocted in the dressing room, it, mm. which is just stunning, and I, I can't think of any it ever happening before. And yeah. that's that's why, I mean, you, you look at him and go, it's honourable, it's very good that you owned the situation, but that admission of guilt means that he's essentially throwing himself at the mercy of uh, of the courts, and in this case, the, the courts is the is the Australian Cricket Board, which has been truly humiliated by the actions of the past two days and the fallout. I mean, we saw James Sutherland in press conference yesterday. He looked rattled. He, he was oh, yeah. he was um, he was genuinely kind of either shaking with rage or shaking with emotion. Yeah. Um and I mean he must feel betrayed because Big time. this is look at all the past players who also feel Yeah, these betrayed. are the, these are the representatives of yeah. of the Australian cricket team and the century of of you know, more than a century of, of players who've gone before them and yeah. worn that baggy green. Yeah. I mean this is yeah. this is this is Australian cricket history that they've that they've kind of uh messed up here. Um and it's yeah, it, I mean you can't overstate how, how big uh how big a blunder they've made is, is what I would say. And I think a twelve month ban at first it might seem excessive to to think that look, this summer we're not gonna have Steve Smith, we're not gonna have David Warner batting against India on home soil for the for the entirety of the summer. But yeah. Look, when it when it boils down to it, they they they're they're accountable for their actions, and this is it's pretty deplorable stuff. And mm. at the end of the day, they are they are going to have to wear those consequences. I, I've heard quite a number of cricketing fans around Australia uh, sort sort of call out double standards uh, on the way that Steve Smith and some of the Aussies carry on when uh, when 
other cricketing teams around the world are caught up with controversies uh, of their own nature, mm. um, and all of a sudden they're em- embroiled in something probably even bigger. Mm. Um, and and some people uh, almost sort of saying, I, I told you so about uh, Steve Smith and the character of some of these Australian cricketers, which is quite astonishing when you, you literally go back to uh, a month or two ago and, and Steve Smith's being, you know... Um, Lauded. Put up on a pedestal mm. uh, in the same kind of way that Don Bradman uh, is as, as one of Australia's great cricketers because of how well he's been batting. Um, so it's, it's this incredible... Uh, fall from grace. What, what's your reaction to some of the uh, sort of uh, I told you so reaction to this about Steve Smith and um, and the Australian cricketers? And and is it something that that has been bubbling away? Maybe not immediately on the surface, but there seems there seems to be a lot of um, rage coming out now about uh, what this Australian cr- cricketing team stood for before this, anyway. Well, I mean it. The Australian cricket team is whether you like it or not. There's there's always seems to be controversy which uh, follows it. Where you know we can look back to the India series last year, um, the Ashes. There's there's always whether it's a controversy coming out of the Australian camp or the other camp. There's always some sort of drama yeah. which is following the Australian team. I think we just said on the podcast last week, like how many cricketing how many cricketers from different nations actually like the Australian cricket team very few and I think that's pretty clear when you look at how um yeah kind of the joy almost that that, yeah. that rival a lot of like rival nations have, have taken joy from from this you see you see the likes of Matt Pryor you see Michael Vaughan tweeting gleefully about um about this the fallout from from this and Michael Vaughan saying oh what's uh what's David Saker up to what's uh Darren Lehman talking about these they're, they're genuinely taking a lot of pleasure from from seeing, yeah. you know, the mighty Australia going through some very uh, awkward uh, awkward moments. Because I mean, this is an Australian team. Whether you know they they push the boundaries, they push the boundaries with, with sledging. And I don't have any particularly big issues with um, with the sledging. I, I think you know they're, they're on the field and they they all they generally seem to be able to uh, to get by and to to cop it on the chin, but. Most sometimes don't. Sometimes don't don't rate it, and I don't know that the Indian teams take it very personally. The the, yeah. pack of, the a lot of the subcontinental teams don't share the same humour as the Australians. Yeah. And as a result, what Australians consider totally above board sledging is uh, is is viewed very differently in by some other countries. So there is definitely definitely a stigma probably around world cricket that this Australian team has a hard edge to it that goes beyond being a hard edge at times. And there's no doubt that there's, there, there are a lot of people around the world right now who are taking some delight in, in seeing Australia struggle, which is, mm. which in itself is, you know, Australia's pretty familiar with tall Pompey syndrome, so that's not an unusual um, circumstance or an, an unusual view for, for other nations to have. But you've got to wonder why, if, if if everybody does hate you, there's got to be some reasons and maybe the Australian cricket team might have to look at themselves and uh, and come to some conclusions as to as to why that is the case and whether that means they change the culture or they change, you know, whatever leadership uh, battles they have at the moment. Because yeah. Yeah. long term, I don't know, I think Australia likes winners but we don't like cheats and, oh, and, and this is a problem. It's been very clear in the reaction over the last couple of days. Uh, I just listened to 
Warren Smith and Matt Russell have a, a, a brief... They, they addressed it on the Take Me Now, I Have Seen It All NRL podcast. Uh, but Warren Smith had an interesting take on it because as someone that has been broadcasting for uh, a very, very long time for Fox Sports, mm. he understands uh, a, an, a broadcast at a, a, a live sporting venue and just how clued in cameramen mm. uh, and the broadcasting team need to be uh, on that particular sport in order to cover it properly and not miss the big moments. Um, and he seems to think that just how crystal clearly this was all caught on camera, what happened on the field from Bancroft to pulling out um, a bit of tape out of his pocket to rubbing the ball on his hand to Darren Lehman up in the sheds trying to hide a walkie-talkie to Peter Hanscom the 12th man down on the boundary, mm. walkie-talking up to the coach and then running out onto the ground and speaking to Bancroft uh, himself, he seems to think that perhaps this has been going on for longer than just uh, this one isolated incident because maybe they were tipped off. Who knows? Maybe it's a bit of a conspiracy theory, but they knew exactly where who, to who put to the cameras, who to follow, what what are your reactions to that? And I suppose the broader question that we're all asking is, has it been going on longer than than just this? Do you believe? Um, I don't know of. Uh, I don't have any evidence of yeah, of, yeah, of, of Australia. There's no evidence ball, ball tampering in the past. And I mean, Stuart Broad came up with an interesting quote yesterday when he was asked about it. Um, he said, "I'm paraphrasing here because I don't have the quote in front of you," but he, yeah. he said something along the lines of. He was surprised to hear that Steve. He was surprised to hear Steve Smith say that this was the first time they'd ever done it, because Australia got the ball to reverse during the Ashes, and as Stuart Broad pointed out, it was reversing on wickets where, where typically you don't get reverse swing, and Australia was managing to do it there. And if that was the case, why would they change to change their strategy to one which was illegal? Yeah. So that was that's that's yeah. him fairly pointedly uh, making the insinuation that perhaps there was something uh, untoward happening in the ashes without making a very direct claim. But I don't... I mean, I, I, I haven't seen anything that would suggest Australia's been ball tampering, but I don't follow the ball from pocket to pocket um, in every on every day of every test. Yeah. Um, I know that whenever this sort of story does happen... And it comes out as it did when when Faf got caught uh, with the with the mints a couple of years ago, and yeah. essentially it comes around every couple of years. Ex cricketers, current cricketers typically say, "Look, everybody does it." So it would be naive of me to say that the Australian cricket team hasn't in the past um, done this sort of act, but I certainly have no knowledge of it myself. Why do you think the reaction is different? Is it because it's an an Australian or a group of Australians in this case is the culprits but uh why are we sort of coming down harder on this act as opposed to you know cough lollies and why is this, why why are the australians coming down harder or no, why, is why, world cricket? why is world cricket and, and us as as cricketing fans coming down harder on this is it because uh it's our own aussies uh caught in the act on this occasion or, or is it just I, th- I think the act of like this this is worse than the cough lollies. I think, it, I think yeah. possibly is that scientifically because we're not actually sure if a cough lolly can make much of a difference or Well no, it's, I think because natu- you are allowed to shine the ball mm. naturally um with your own saliva. 
the 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 cough lollies and the mints and the and all that sort of thing, they give it a slightly like they give your saliva a, a different uh, textural however it yeah. works and and yeah. that makes the lacquer a little bit stronger. But ultimately, you're still doing something which every team does legally. Yeah. Um, whereas no team is allowed to rough up or damage the ball. Yeah. Whether whether it's roughing it against the ground or you know using your fingernails to to pick at the pick at the seam or anything like that that that, that is a next level up from from just shining the ball which which every team uh happens to do yeah on a daily basis you know anybody who's ever played cricket at any level knows that uh at the end of the day if, if your job is to shine the ball at the end of the day you're going to go home with uh, some whites which need washing because you'll have a big <laughs> big red stain down your right thigh but yeah. um and that is and that is entirely legal within the laws of the game that's fine what isn't legal is taking a bottle cap or, to, in this case, a makeshift bit of sandpaper to, to scuff up one side of the ball um, to artificially create, uh, you know, a, a ball which will, will swing or reverse swing earlier than you would expect or reverse yeah, swing earlier than you would expect it to or, or swing in a different manner. So where, uh, where do you think the story will, will go now? What do we need to unpack next? Uh, well, we uh, exactly need... who was in, involved? Where, where do you... What, yeah, where do you think this story is going to go now? Well, so Cricket Australia is currently conducting um, a review or an investigation um, into what the goings-on which has happened um, in Cape Town. Uh, that can't take long, surely, that there's, because there's evidence. There is, there is evidence, and I assume there's a few people they want to speak to, but uh, of course, there has to, you'd assume it has to wrap up before Friday because they have, uh, they have another test, they have the final yeah. test starting on Friday. Yeah. Um, that's being headed up by Ian Roy, the head of integrity from from Cricket Australia, and Pat Howard's also involved in that, the the high performance manager. Yeah. And at the conclusion of that, I think is when we'll find out when and how long um, Steve Smith, potentially David Warner, uh, potentially Camp Bancroft, who we've haven't discussed a great deal in this podcast no, because he no. is. I mean, the narrative has shifted very quickly from Bancroft being the the sinister. Um, uh, ball tamperer to he's just an unfortunate lackey who's been kind of bullied into it I'm not naive I don't think he should be naive about no, no, how, how big a role he's he's yeah. played because yeah. even as a, even as a young fella he should know right from wrong and of course, um, of course. and I think he's done, definitely done the wrong thing and will cop his punishment yeah, yeah, which, yeah. I, which I think is, no doubt. is well deserved but so I think the next the next step is basically to see how this uh, investigation concludes and what sort of bans we get for for those three in particular? I think could could be facing bans. What role Darren Lehman played in it? We've been told by Steve Smith that the coaches, didn't, the coaching staff, had no idea about what was going on. I, I think there's a growing belief that, um, well, growing suspicion is probably the better better way to put it that Lehman did know at least at some level what was going on, mm. and if that's the case. His position is probably untenable, as is yeah. as much as Steve yeah. Smith's is. Yeah. Um, Lehman was going to step down at the end of, um, or midway through 2019, after the Ashes and, and World Cup over in England. Uh, it might just mean that his tenure is brought forward, uh, or his end, the end to his tenure is brought forward um, 12 months if he, if he, uh, if it is proven that he knew what was going on. Yeah. Um, so we need to we need to cross a few T's and uh, dot some I's on on what's happening on that front. But I think there's a few more heads to roll, and then I would just, I would expect a fairly thorough investigation to to take part once the Australians arrive back uh, in Australia after this Test series. And yeah, 
looking at what the makeup's going to be for um for their one day the 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 upcoming one day series which is uh which is over in England I think there could be a few a few at least one or two big names perhaps um who might not be taking part in that series and of course there's the IPL which is upcoming and um yeah. there were reports out last night that Steve Smith was going to be stripped of the captaincy um of his IPL franchise which yep. would be a pretty significant move um for him because there's a huge financial lure for him to be playing in the IPL um mm. not just not just from from the money that he gets from his franchise but also commercially um yeah. it, it's a huge thing for for him to be a skipper that comes with it brings with it added weight wow, okay. and um and both he and Warner could be in a bit of strife there if they start to lose the respect of the Indian uh, public because once you lose the fans you yeah. you, you lose a lot of you lose yeah. you lose yeah. a lot over there and that translates very to cash marketable. correct so the, the, there could be a lot. Uh, there could be a lot on the line for for these these those two in in particular um, in the next in the next week or so. Mm, I just ca- cannot fathom what must be going through all their minds uh, over in South Africa right now. I can only hope that uh, that they try and do a better job of uh, <laughs> <laughs> of dealing with the fallout uh, if the if that initial press conference is anything to go by. Yeah. Well, uh, Steve Smith's not a not a great sleeper at the best of times. He's quite um yeah he's quite a nervous sleeper. He he tends to to I mean he's talked about it in press conferences in the past when um I think after during the Adelaide test when he was panicking about whether he'd made the wrong decision to to um, at the toss whether he should have bowled first batted first he um it looked like England was potentially mounting a good successful chase at at, at one yeah. point yeah and going into the final day Steve Smith. Admitted afterwards, after after Australia had won, pulled off a reasonably comfortable victory in the end. Smith went into the press conference and admitted that he had a restless night. He had to take yeah. sleeping pills to get to bed. I think he'd be, I think he'd be struggling. Uh, I think he'd be struggling quite a lot with with the fallout of, of what's happened, even in the in the short term. And yeah, I, I don't imagine. He, I think there's quite a few sleepless nights ahead for for the former Australian well, captain. Well, yeah, I mean, he's he's someone also, and and we don't need to wrap up, but he's someone that. Does admit well, and he, he is quite engaging and active on social media with with everyone. It doesn't matter if you're, uh, you know, Robert Craddock, right down to just a you know mm-hmm. some cricketing fan, uh, you know, anywhere. So, uh, so all of a sudden that changes, and and that's why I find it hard to believe that he was naive enough to think that it wouldn't uh, have this degree of reaction mm-hmm. uh, that because he is engaged to the fans, and and I and I would have thought as a reasonably down to earth person that he would understand uh the, the the fallout that would come with this but clearly he was a little bit naive to begin with um that's rapidly changing uh as this story continues to unfold and evolve uh joe barton thank you for joining the splash and good luck uh as we continue to cover it thank you very much i'm uh looking for a bed <laughs> Yeah, very, I can, very tired. I reckon uh, you and Steve Smith can uh, maybe you can give him a buzz and find out what sleeping pills he uses. <laughs> That's a good shout. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, don't forget. Uh, of course, uh, get the expert edge over at Unibet today. Visit unibet.com.au or download the Unibet app. Uh, that'll do us on this Monday. I'm sure we're going to be covering much more of this as the week unfolds. Uh, that'll do us on today's splash. That's a wrap. 